Welcome to this bonus episode of the Peter Greenwood Show podcast at the Edinburgh Fringe, and it begins with an apology because I spoke to the cast and crew of Here Speak See, and I was sure, I was absolutely positive that I'd put this episode out as a podcast already. But what it turns out that had happened is I actually put it out on one of the broadcast shows, and for whatever reason, that in my head turned out into thinking, oh, it's already been done. So I apologise profusely to the cast of Here Speak Z. I cannot apologise enough. So here is the interview that I did with the cast of Here Speak Z, playing at the Edinburgh Fringe. Take a listen. I'm going to stop asking me your names and what you do, please. Hi, my name's Ez Holland, um, and I am a co-founder of XBL Treasure Sports Company. I'm Nick Lawton and I'm the other co-founder of Xviala Treasures Theatre Company, but we also do everything in the company, like the acting, directing, choreographing, designing, all of it. I've been trying so hard to try and pronounce the name of the company since we booked this interview, and I'm going to try. Xviala Treasures? Yes, yes. I'm so happy I got it right. <laughs> Nothing makes me happier than when I can get something right. <laughs> How are you today? You well? Very good, thank you. Yeah, we're still editing our show at the moment. So. We're literally in the editing suite as we're talking. Oh, really? Is that where we are right now? Yes. Yeah. Fantastic. It looks very glamorous. <laughs> I'm sorry. That, for it. that was supposed to be a joke, but it came across as more snarky and vicious. I apologize. <laughs> that was me. <laughs> Let's talk about the show. It is called Here Speak C. Did I get that right as well? Indeed, yes. <laughs> I am nailing it today. <laughs> Let's talk about the show. What is the show? Where did it come from? What's its origin story? Well, about two months ago, we all got together, myself, Ez, and our other company member, Faye Bingham, um, and we've all worked like completely collaboratively on this. And we sat in Faye's front room and we went, let's do a show for Edinburgh Fringe. So we, we knew there was a bit of a time limit. Um, and then we kind of just started brainstorming as many ideas as we could. And then we came up eventually with this show, Here Speak See, that was based on quite a few different things that we'd worked on previously. And then we just expanded it into a full show. Now, the poster is all three of you. One of you've got your ears covered. One of you've got your eyes covered. The other one has your mouth covered. So what does what does that mean? Tell us a little bit about that. Um, so without giving too much away. Yes, that's, um, the, that's the problem with doing these interviews is I'm like, so tell me about your show. But obviously people can't tell me about the show or else people wouldn't go. So as much exactly. as you can tell me would be appreciated. Um, well, even the title is based off of um, hear no evil, speak no evil, see no evil. And um, so we wanted to incorporate that within our poster, but also at this very mysterious dinner party, which is what the show is based around, um, the dinner guest themselves experiences these lack, this lack of um, senses, almost, uh, not being able to hear, speak, and sometimes see. And so those ideas and the loss of those senses is incorporated um, throughout the show. Um, so that's where our inspiration for... Um, the eye mask and um, Faye having her mouth covered um, and then the headphones comes from is because those elements and that lack of sense is incorporated within the show itself. How do you go about putting something like that together in a theatre show? Very 
uh, excruciatingly complicatedly um, <laughs> with, with pure skill and determination, I think. Um, just completely getting, you know, heads down, let's work through this. Because we had quite a few ideas when we started the project and we were like, oh, this would be good, this would be good, this would be good. And then we really had to reel in all those ideas and go, okay, what would actually make sense and what's doable um, without it being too elaborate and, you know, cost a whole load of money. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> also, um, the whole show is filmed with, from the point of view of the dinner guest or the audience member essentially um and so getting rid of those senses sort of one by one throughout the show um happens through you know us putting a blindfold on them um and it just being like a soundscape and very auditory um and then also um a few little things that make them not be able to see so great and all of these different things it's very absurd and so a lot of that um lack of sense came through the editing process as well and um you know, making that uh, very sensory experience for the audience member. When it comes to putting the show together and casting it, because you three run the company and you put yourselves in it, was that easy? What am I trying to ask here? What was the discussion point like? Where did were there arguments? Were were there lively debates? <laughs> uh, no, it was kind of just. A, a conversation that never stopped happening and we were all completely on the same wavelength and like in agreement with each other which was so great because myself Ez and Faye we found that we really click and we work together really well um, so when somebody has an idea the other two um, can help to support that and expand it in a way that maybe one of us didn't realize so we're all constantly collaborating and chipping in on, e on each other's ideas um, so it's literally like our, our child and it's got three mothers and it's great. Um, but yeah, I've lost, I've gone off now. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, also like when it comes to casting, um, we know that in some future projects, you know, this is only our second big project. Um, and so we know that in future castings um, and in this one, we were like, okay, where do we as creators sit within this piece? And so when it came to casting, we knew that all three of us wanted to be in this one, definitely. Um, and that we all want to, to take on the role as editing and directing and all of these different things, um, because essentially the original show idea was a collaborative process as well. But I think as we sort of found the language of the show and where we wanted the show to end up, we then created these characters um, sort of in their own little bubble to what we felt we would do in that moment or within this situation that we've put our characters in. And then we amplified that, you know, up to a hundred um, to create this very sort of like artificial essence that these women have. Um, and so we found our characters, I would say, along the way of the process. Um, and we never set in stone, right, this is what this person's gonna do. They're gonna be uh, the protagonists or this or this. We just knew, here's our story. Let's see what characters would work well or not work so well in this situation and how they would react to that. That's so interesting. And again, without spoiling the play, how did that process evolve during putting the show together? 
I mean, it's still sort of evolving even in the editing process. Like we're noticing things about each other's character or, or about each other's like movements or gestures that we do. And we're like, oh, I didn't spot that, but that makes sense in this way because your character, like we've all, all the all of our characters, well, we don't have names for a start. So you don't know who these people are essentially. Um, and you kind of learn little bits about them, but it's all very dinner party conversation a lot of it doesn't make sense because does it ever at a dinner party people talking over each other um saying things that they've done during the day you know really sort of overly normal until it isn't normal yeah. anymore um so yeah that's where it kind of like evolves and becomes something a bit darker a bit different afterwards I think it's also worth saying as well that as a company as a trio we don't like to necessarily encase ourselves in a box of this is what our story is, this is where it's going to end up. And we sort of get rid of that structure that happens when you create a piece of theatre because it allows us to bounce off of each other so much better instead of being like, oh, well, I have this idea. Oh, but that wouldn't work because of this future thing. So we like to be spontaneous mm -hmm. in a way. And if someone proposes an idea, um, we then build on that as a company. And then we get rid of bits that we don't like or doesn't work anymore. And then ultimately sort of finding all of those pieces to the puzzle until they click together. After the cringe, what are you planning to do with Here Speak See? What is its future? Uh, well, that, yeah, that's quite an interesting question, actually, because we had had a few discussions about what, what what we wanted to do with this so I think we talked about entering it into other digital festivals things like that because hopefully if we get a couple of good reviews we can go yeah we did pretty well you should you should come and see the thing that we did um and we also thought about adapting it actually for stage in person so rather than it being filmed on a phone uh pov um, we'd invite uh, one audience member to come in and sit at that table with us. So it's just one person experiencing the whole thing without us stopping. So you see the the party and all the drama and the the arguments, the conversations kind of unravel real time. Um, so that's maybe an area that we'll look into in future developments of the show. We also do I'm going to do it. About... <laughs> I'll be the audience <laughs> member. Volunteer. Sorry to interrupt. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, we also did discuss at the very beginning of the process, actually, how this could very much work um, with either a 360 camera or with VR. Um, and so we feel like because it has that style of a very intimate performance, like this one audience member with these three nameless women in this very intimate setting, um, it has potential in a digital way, but also in person as well. So we did talk about VR and lots of fun things like that, that we would love to be able to explore. Um, and just like the new technology that we can really take advantage of. That sounds so interesting. Cause I was thinking of when you said that the audience member is the POV, I was thought this would be good for VR. And now you said that, that does sound like it'd be really interesting and very, very <laughs> cool to see. Mm. Oh yeah, definitely very thrilling, I think. Um, psychologically thrilling, being within this space mm -hmm. um, with with these people you don't know, but you know you're there for some weird reason, but you just yeah. don't know yet. Um, so mm. it definitely would be a very immersive experience. Yeah. 
yeah, that's kind of like at the heart of this show is we really wanted to immerse the audience because we can't get up to the fringe this year and we really wanted to do something in person. So we were like, what's the next best thing that we can involve people as COVID safe, but also as theatrically thrilling and aesthetic as possible. Um, and that's when we were like, oh, dinner party, but it's filmed in POV and um, you are completely at the heart of the action the entire time. Um, so in a, in a sense, the audience member is the main character as well as us three who pretty much have an equal part in it anyway. So it's all sort of level, yeah. And the interesting thing, I was just thinking about this when you were saying that is that because of the pandemic, when everybody does get out and things are opening again, there's going to be a lot of dinner parties, a lot of come around, let's have a meal. So this works perfectly. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. We wanted to take that intimate that you know many people experience on a day-to-day basis a dining room um and really be able to like mess with that and play around with what we could do within that space um even in a digital uh sense um so we really did try to like push the boundaries of of just this little box space um that's all we had you yeah. know and we just tried to push that digitally digitally it's quite difficult to say it's some i've been tripping up over words all day and i've been making a complete (laughs) ass of myself which is not what i was supposed to do because i was supposed to be like so tell me about your play so but (laughs) i'm i'm trying very hard where can people find out about you and your story online Pretty much everywhere. Um, we're on lots of social media. Um, it's at xbl.atrocious. Um, very, yeah, difficult to spell, I guess. But <laughs> yeah, um, so we're on Instagram, we're on Facebook, Twitter. We've got TikTok as well. Um, we've got our website and our email as well. Um, and yeah, I, I'm very active on Twitter at the moment, getting all like promoting our show and looking at other digital shows as well which I highly recommend people check out as well because there's some great stuff on at the fringe I know we're supposed to be promoting ourselves but also there's so many like amazing companies and shows that have you know struggled through the past year and a half and made something amazing at the end and I think it's just great that the fringe is still going ahead even in a digital way yeah, I think it's very cool that the Fringe is back this year. It's I was up there yesterday and I was speaking to a few of the performers and they were like, yeah, it's never been like this before. It feels very, they didn't say subdued, but that very small is what they were saying. Mm-hmm. But at least there is a Fringe. That's the important part. And hopefully yeah. in 2022, it'll be back to full strength. Exactly. Fingers crossed. And we do hope to... Um, carry on our relationship with the fringe definitely like we really want to go up there in person um it just wasn't viable really for us this year but we still feel very lucky and very humble that we've been able to enter our work even digitally um and in a way we kind of feel like if anything that's even more accessible to people being able to you know watch these really creative pieces of uh performance you know from all the companies who have um entered digitally um and being able to access that from their own home um so yeah we do feel very lucky to be able to be a part of the fringe this year even online this was so much fun to sit and chat to you i can't wait to see the show thank you for your time today thank you so much thanks here speak c is playing on demand from the 16th of august on the fringe player online available anytime you'd like to watch it